Welcome to The Coaching Circle, a podcast where we explore the world of coaching, business and personal evolution with me, NLP Master Trainer, Coach and your host, Tony Everard. Inspiring conversations and deep dives into every aspect of your coaching and wellbeing business with experts in their field to help you stand out as the expert in yours. Get ready, let's go. Today, I'm lifting the veil on imposter syndrome. There was a time when I first started learning NLP and learning about coaching and I was doing some courses and one of my good friends at that time said to me, so are you going to be like a life coach or something? Like it was some kind of joke, right? Because if you looked at my life at this stage, and this is back, you know, 2015, 2016, if you looked at my life at that stage, I was a single mum working in a part-time accounts role. I was drinking too much wine to deal with my social anxiety, had a bunch of failed relationships behind me. I had a terrible fear of public speaking. I was lacking confidence. I had loads of baggage and I pretty much was a bit of a hot mess, really, in all honesty. So who was I to coach somebody else, right? And then I I kept going anyway because I had some tools. I was working on myself and I kept going and Then I started going to business network meetings and I felt like a huge imposter. I barely had a business. Clients were very few and far between and I would sit there, you know, we'd sit in this circle and people would go around the circle introducing themselves and I would absolutely be just about, you know what, my pants, (laughs) training waiting for my turn to stand up and introduce myself as we all went around the room, like to stand up and say what my business was. It was terrifying because it felt like for sure someone was going to catch me out at any moment and find out something about me that would prove I wasn't the person I was saying I was, that there was something that I just wasn't getting about this whole thing about being a business owner and a successful coach. And even when I, you know, I started working with people and, uh, you know, I was getting really great results and and people would start talking about me, right, and saying, you know, they would say, like, Tony's amazing. You would go and see Tony. Tony's an amazing coach. And I'd feel really uncomfortable because I felt like I didn't deserve it and, And that at any moment, someone who was much more in the know than I was would come along any minute and prove that I wasn't all that. And they would prove that, you know, I didn't know what I was talking about and that I was somehow just having it over these people who didn't know anything about coaching. And of course, none of it was true. None of it was true at all. This is the beast of imposter syndrome. And it's also something that I've now worked a lot with my clients on. And, you know, my clients are generally women that are in their, you know, age 45 and up, okay, into their 60s and even like 70s sometimes. And these are intelligent women. They're 
experience, they've got life experience, they've had successful careers, they're knowledgeable, they're skilled, yet when they step into their own business, especially a coaching type business, a well-being business, they suddenly feel like they are an imposter and who are they to help anyone? And one of the things that I hear coming up, and this used to come up for me, was like, if you don't have everything perfect in your own life, how could you possibly help someone else and get paid for it? Right? This comes up all the time. Now, this is why I'm really passionate in helping people get over this because the fact is there are so many people in this world that need help and you do not have to have your whole life perfect to help somebody else. And in fact, this whole um, this whole thing about people having their whole life perfect is a load of BS um, and I know that and I readily admit even as an NLP master trainer and I've been coaching for, uh, you know, eight years or whatever it is and, and teaching people how to coach, my life's not always perfect, right? Because I'm human and I interact with other humans and so does everyone else on this planet. And so, you know, there's this, uh, you know, this kind of meme that goes around that, oh, if you're a coach and you understand mindset, then, you know, you should have everything perfect. No, definitely you should be actively working on anything that is a problem for you. Yes, if you're at effect and you're just whinging all the time about how nothing's your fault and, you know, life's so hard for you, that's not a good idea, right? That doesn't indicate that you understand the concept of personal development <laughs> and working on yourself, okay? But you can be working on yourself and taking ownership for your stuff and working through it and helping people. And I can assure you that when you are a coach and you start a business and you grow that business, you're going to come across all kinds of different stuff that you didn't even know was a problem for you before. Because whenever you grow into a new space, you need new neurology, you need to show up in a different way that you haven't done before. And that can trigger off some stuff that you didn't know that was there. So imposter syndrome can show up in all kinds of ways. It might show up as you being a perfectionist where you feel like you have to get everything perfect and if you make the smallest mistake, you kick yourself, you might micromanage everything and you might feel like anything less than gold is a failure. You might also have imposter syndrome show up in that you believe that some people are just a natural genius, that some people other than you are a natural genius and that they've just been born skilled and you can find yourself jumping from one thing to the next looking for, you know, just landing into this natural genius zone. And you might think that everyone else seems to be succeeding and that you're the only one that's failing. Imposter syndrome can also show up when you feel like you have to be the absolute expert and that you dive into books and training and doing this research and getting all these facts and figures before you do any presentation. 
or you might avoid applying for jobs if you don't feel, don't feel all the qualifications or you might you know not have that conversation with someone because you think oh you know I don't have enough certifications or something else like that even if you've been doing it for years you might still feel like you never know enough imposter syndrome might also show up for you as you might be a a soloist so that you need to you know you want to work alone and never ask anyone else for help even if you need it and you're always looking for time to prepare and so you you kind of protecting yourself from being in that space where anyone can make any judgment about you or you might even be someone who feels like you have to be the superman or the superwoman and you're forever juggling multiple things at once so school, you know, work, home, business, trying to stay fit and healthy and you just work more hours than anybody else. Uh, you might not see your friends or your family. You might not be doing any hobbies um, and you just want to work more and more. You might be a people pleaser. So the thing is imposter syndrome can show up in many kinds of ways but what the really important thing to know is that imposter syndrome really shows up mostly when you are growing. So when you're stepping up into something that you haven't done before, it's a sign that you're growing. So imposter syndrome isn't necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. We don't have to think about it as being a bad thing. We can think about it as being a sign that you are growing beyond where you've thought about yourself before. So when you're stepping up into a new identity, uh, essentially what you're doing is you're stepping into a new identity that is different than the old way you thought about yourself. So what you're stepping up into, so that might be stepping up as a coach or stepping up as a business owner um, and helping people. Whereas before you thought of yourself as, like in my case, a, uh, an accounts worker, an accounts officer. And so there's not a match in those identities. Okay, so like uh, Tony, the part-time accounts officer, that identity doesn't match with Tony, the coach business owner. And that's where we can see imposter syndrome. And so this is why it can show up every time you're growing because the identity that you have uh, for who you think you are doesn't match what you're going to do. So perhaps you decide you're going to start doing videos and you start getting all this imposter syndrome because who am I to think that I can get on video and talk to people about anything? And you think who there might be someone watching who's going to be judging me. It's usually only one or two people, by the way, that you think is judging you unconsciously it's not like there's all these people it's usually that you think that there's somebody who knows more than you is going to be watching you and making some kind of judgment or is going to call you out or is going to tell other people and the truth is right we've really got to know this in my experience the only people who have ever tried to say anything negative to me about me certainly weren't above me they weren't ahead of me right it happens People, sometimes I get people 
commenting on like sending me private messages on my Facebook post telling me that I should perhaps change something I've written because it's not the truth and that, uh, you know, I might be out of integrity, all kinds of crap. I've had people accuse me of uh, not being, what was it, someone on LinkedIn I'd never even met before um, shared my post and commented on it saying that I was I didn't have the qualifications as a coach. I'm like, wow, that's kind of interesting because I've never met you before and uh, pretty sure none of my clients or students would agree with that. But they're not anyone of any kind of authority to say any of that, right? No one who's ahead of you, no one who is further along the line than you is going to make any of those kind of judgments. And so this is one of the things that we've got to remember. And it shows up for people in all kinds of realms. It definitely shows up for people. I work a lot with people moving from being in a job into being a business. It shows up a lot there, but it shows up in all kinds of places. But it's always related to some kind of growth. Okay, so moving into a role that you didn't previously identify as being who you are. And, you know, so I know this for sure, right, is that this is how it works and you can move through it because, as I said, there was a time where I didn't even think that I was a person to coach. And now I've coached hundreds of people and if not thousands and I regularly have people tell me, thank you so much for helping me change my life. Right, I've been teaching and certifying coaches since 2016 and I run a private coaching program that supports coaches in mastering their coaching skills and building their business. And they're consistently saying, Tony, thank you so much. You're making such a big difference to me. Right? So where does this imposter syndrome come from? Underneath imposter syndrome, you will find... Deeply rooted limiting beliefs such as I'm not good enough, there might be fears of public shaming, fears of being ridiculed and they all, all kinds of things, right, like that can be there and they can stem back to childhood, childhood and even school days and most, most often they do. Even if you had some other kind of event happen when you were an adult, I I can almost guarantee there was something else that happened when you were a child as well that led to that other event when you were an adult. Okay, because these things stem back to when you're a child and you don't have the ability to process information and you didn't have someone there who could help you understand what was happening, who could help you process your emotions or your thoughts or to give you the reassurance that you need to give you the self-belief and they might not have been deliberately trying to make you feel bad okay I know that there's people that do have um, trauma from their childhood where they you know experienced living with parents or caregivers that were you know it was traumatic that they were mentally or emotionally or physically or whatever abused in some way. Yes, that happens. There's also loads of people that I work with who say, you know, I had a, I had a good childhood. My parents, you know, 
really looked after me. And absolutely they can and you can still have had experiences where things happened that you created a meaning for that left you feeling traumatised because you didn't understand it or you weren't able to talk about it or you weren't able to defend yourself or you weren't able to process your emotions. And these things that are unprocessed sit in your unconscious mind still as intensely as they were when you were young and you didn't know how to deal with it. Like logically now when you think about those things, it might seem like they're not such a big deal. But if they weren't processed, they still sit there trapped in your unconscious mind with the same kind of meaning and intensity that you created when you were very, very young. And this is where it causes a problem. And so, you know, often these things can stem from it might have been something that your parents said. Okay, well-meaning parents can say things like, shh, shh, just... Just quieten down, just quieten down. Right? If you're forever being told to quieten down, as a child, you can get, you can have that, end up making a meaning. You can make a meaning of that. That means it's not okay for me to be hurt. Right? You might have had a teacher who said that, uh, you know, you weren't going to amount to anything. You might have had, um, I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff that teachers have said to children, right, crazy stuff that you think, how, how did these people become teachers, right? Maybe it was some other kids at school that said something about you, right? Kids can be mean. They say stuff. They, they you know, they pick on each other. The amount of times that I've worked with clients to help them let go of some really triggering stuff that has come up from something that a teacher said that was negative about them or that the teacher told their parents about them and that their parents didn't stand up for them or, you know, them being told that they weren't smart, that they've never amounted to anything, is astounding. The things that I hear you know, parents have said to their kids, and look, you know, I'm a parent. I know it can be a tough job sometimes being a parent and you can sometimes say stuff that you don't mean or you don't think about or that really you're just caught up in your own head, right? But this is why we need to be really aware of our thoughts and our feelings and the power of our words. And this is exactly why when I teach NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, people say, oh my God, all parents should know this stuff. All teachers should know this stuff. All high school kids should get taught this stuff. Because a lot of it's around language, right? And understanding language and the structure of language and the impact of language and, and, and how we create our problems. Most of, most of your problems are created linguistically. So it's created around the words you use and the meaning that you have for those words. It's how your language is how you gauge right, language, your language is how you gauge and label the experience that you're having. And then those words are, are, are packed with meaning, right, meaning to you. And 
you get there's emotions that are attached to these and all this stuff can be very triggering and if you haven't been able to process it it gets caught up in your unconscious mind and it, and it continues to get triggered off okay so your words are really powerful you've got to be really super aware of your of your words so anyone who is in a position of authority needs to have awareness of how powerful their words are as they very much act as suggestions to the unconscious mind and the, and the fact is there are people in positions of authority who do know this and they use it to their advantage. Okay? And there's people who do it with ecology, so they do it with um, having, you know, making sure that it's going to be a positive influence on other people. But there are people that use words who are in authority who don't necessarily use them in your best interest. Okay? And then there is a lot of people that are in a position of authority who don't understand the power of their words and they say things that aren't helpful and they become suggestions to the unconscious mind. Okay, this applies to health professionals, um, you know, doctors, um, you know, teachers, parents, you know, all kinds of people. Even in the, in the realm of, you know, psychics. Psychics and people, mediums and people like that. You know, they, people go to see them in a very suggestive state. So it's really important. Healers, all kinds of people, as well as, of course, coaches and things. Really important to understand the power of your words and the influence it's having on people. But that aside, coming back to imposter syndrome, so... Okay, so we've got these imposter syndrome. What do we do about it? We understand how it might get there, but what do we do about it? Well, this is why it's really important to be able to know how to work with your unconscious mind. And this is, this is what I do with people. This is what I teach people. When you understand your own unconscious mind so that you can go past your logical reasoning of everything that you know and really tap into what are these deep-seated beliefs that sit there and show up as imposter syndrome. And you need to know how to be able to release them. Or you need to be able to work with someone who knows how to release them. But this is something that you can do. So I would love to know, when has imposter syndrome shown up for you? Has it shown up for you in relation to, um, you know, what kind of relationship you think you can get into, you can have? Has it shown up for you in you know, applying for jobs, starting a business. Um, maybe it's even shown up for you as a parent. Maybe you've had experiences where you're like, who am I to be a parent? What do I know what's, what I'm doing, right? <laughs> you know, there's a point in time where as an adult you get to realise that your parents were just people who were growing up while they were raising you, right? If your parents had you while they were in their late teens, 20s, 30s, they were still growing and learning while they were growing you up. Yeah. And as an NLP master trainer, I am absolutely obsessed with how the mind works and I go deep into releasing old childhood wounds. I've done this for myself. I continue working on myself. I'm super obsessed about helping people who help others. So I work a lot with other coaches and health practitioners massage therapists, PTs, um, naturopaths, nutritionists, um, 
all kinds of leadership coaches, all kinds of people, teachers, school. I do have school teachers who come and work with me as well, literacy specialists, anyone who's really passionate about helping others, I'm really passionate about helping them and helping them understand their own minds so that they're supported in helping other people, but they also understand their language and can be a really positive influence. Now, imposter syndrome, because it's such a big issue that comes up, I'm running a five-day challenge starting November the 20th to overcome imposter syndrome. And if you've been to one of my five-day challenges before, you'll know they are incredible. I pack so much value into them and there's recordings and all those kinds of things. Um, but check out the links below and check it out. If you have feel like you have imposter syndrome, you want to overcome that, you want to learn a whole lot more, I go deep in the five-day challenge about how you can overcome imposter syndrome. So check out the link below to check that out because imposter syndrome can show up every time you step into growth and it doesn't have to stop you, it doesn't have to hold you back. You can deal with it, you can overcome it, you can keep moving through and that's what I want for you because if you have a desire to be more, to do more, to help more people, then that's exactly what you should be doing. And I know that there's ways that you can do that. Imposter syndrome is not the biggest roadblock in the world. It's not the hardest thing to overcome. When you've got the right tools and skills and support, you can do that. So check out the link below and uh, yeah, leave imposter syndrome behind. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Circle. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. You, my friend, are awesome. So keep coaching and keep evolving.